0: Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt. Big Kurt, do you happen to be on Twitter? I am on Twitter. My handle is at B1GKURT. I am Jeffrey the Greek, at Jeffrey the Greek. Again, as always, thank you so very, very much for listening, sharing the podcast, all the kind words on... On Twitter, DMs, we love that stuff. Please keep it up. Thank you very much. We'll have a listener question at some point in the off season for sure. Well, like a mailbag or something? Mailbag! We got to yeah. do a mailbag. Yeah, we'll do a mailbag. We've done it once. It was pretty good. Uh, quick story. Um, the extent of the injury certainly did not get to the level of yours. Oh. But um, I got didn't get deep into the winter. I fell on the ice. Oh, no. Um, you didn't get concussed, did you? I did not get concussed, Good. but it was dramatic uh, because I had ch- I was with child. Um, so I was walking into daycare. Oh, Lord. Taking the toddler out of the truck, walking around the back. I think maybe the slipperiest surface on the planet <laughs> is not just ice. Because, by the way, Midwesterners know there's very subtle different versions of ice there's some ice sure. that somehow is just not slippery right it's weird yep then you got ice that's obviously very slippery the slipperiest version of ice is when it is freezing cold and there is a fresh light snow yeah that is resting on top that of is the a ice. slippery ice yes for sure it's like those that little you know quarter inch half inch layer of snow it's like 74 million little ball bearings yep. or something 'Cause it's so slippery. Microscopic ball bearings. Microscopic ball bearings. So I I I took the the toddler out and um was yeah. So it's kind of I can I can talk on it and laugh. So down I went down fast. And so it, you had the toddler in your hands in your Yes. Arms. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so of course you your instincts kick in Shit. you sacrifice yourself sure, of for, course for the toddler. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going about, I'm going sacrifice the body 20, you know, right now. So not all of that weight, but probably somewhere around 180 pounds, right on the left elbow. The, 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 the the boy bounced off my forearms because, you know, I went out, I can't, Oh, I can't even do that to put it on the table. So he bounced on my forearms and then scooted away. And then like, he slid (laughs) on the ice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he slid on the ice and then he wiped out. But like, a um, you know, I had, <laughs> I had broken, yeah, I had broken ice. his fall at that point. Now, <sighs> once you, you know, when you're in your 20s, you fall down, you just get right back. Uh, when you get to be oh. a certain age, you you lay there and you take you take like a mental. You know, oh like, yeah,
1: you got to take inventory, inventory. Yeah,
0: and I knew it was all on the elbow. And I got up, I was nervous, and I'm like, okay, he was, you know, the, he was crying, the toddler was crying, he, he's fine, like, I, you know, the kids cry all the time, and I could tell that he, it wasn't a bad, him. I, no, just see him I wouldn't be telling the crying. story, I feel like he was, he really got hurt, um, and uh, um, the elbow, I mean, the elbow took all of it, it took, sure. it took all of it, and and I was, ner- I was just sitting there, like, everything goes through your head, and I'm like, if I have to go to the bleepin' hospital, I got yeah. so much shit to do, it it was Monday, of course, yeah. Um, like this is gonna be such a pain in the ass. And I got up and I did the like Rodney Dangerfield from uh, from uh, Caddyshack, like sure. hey, my arm, my arm. But it, it was okay. Now then I got the 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 older boy out of the truck, and then I looked up and there was one, two mothers that saw the whole thing. Okay, uh, were they one- horrified, crying like? <laughs> so one, she just she made the choice to just she just. What she went in, she just she just ignored you, stepped right over your head. And... Well, they were like a good 15 to 20 yards okay. away. Right. The other mom. But like every she... man for themselves. I, it's not my kid. Well, first of all, when you are dropping off and picking up kids at the day, it's, it's... Lord of the Flies. Like, like society imagine. breaks down sure. in the parking lot. Um, But like you could tell she didn't want to actually talk to me either because I was mad. You know, you're sure you're just dudes get mad when that happens. And she's like, it's everything. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, <laughs> right. and I just. But anyways, that was that was the scene.
1: Well, so you had asked me after my ankle trauma, is it a high ankle or a low ankle? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I think low. So I went it's below for a, the knee. I went for a follow up. It's a high, low ankle sprain. It's a my <laughs> ankle you- is a dual threat sprain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So the fact that you didn't know was actually was was accurate. You're you're getting around good, buddy.
1: No, I'm doing fine. I yeah. mean, it, it's it's there's still pain, but I I can do all the movements. I can go up and downstairs, which took
0: a little while, but I'm fine. so as far as the healing process, y- you know, you're no 85 year old man, but you're not Wolverine either. You're no. you're somewhere in between. I mean,
1: it's still gonna take some time.
0: Yeah. 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 You're not you're not gonna be. You're not going to be hitting any sharp corner routes anytime
1: Definitely soon. Definitely no. No, I'm not going to be cutting. I feel like um, a little bit like Red Grange after he blew out his knee. Like I could probably still go in a straight line, but I don't want to be doing any cutting at all
0: right now. Really quick, but wouldn't you be just curious to know what those knee surgeries look like back in the day? Well, they didn't even
1: do them. Like on Red like Grange, was just,
0: he probably blew out his ACL. I and assumed. that was it. He just went on, And then you just the – Yeah, you just – You, you
1: adapted and just couldn't cut. They had – knee surgeries back then, but it was so risky that there was it was almost more probable that you came out worse than when you went in, so he never got it operated on. Crazy. And he played like another seven years in the NFL on it. Just running on one knee. Yeah. Just
0: cut on your other leg if you're gonna cut that way because you couldn't plan on the other luckily they
1: didn't have any film. Where you know, this
0: guy only cuts one direction. We
1: just Tackle okay. them in the one direction every time.
0: <laughs> another another thing. Uh, great podcast here, right? We're just talking about injuries, but this finger right here. So, this, it, that's your index finger. Right? Index. Yeah. yeah. People call it the pointer finger. It's, it's index. It's your index finger. Yeah. On my writing like medical terms on the Eyes <laughs> on Big podcast. Very, very specific, like that. Um, I was working remodeling a house. I've remodeled a couple houses. And literally down to like my last couple tasks, but I was in a hurry. By the way, that's when shit happens. Yep. And I cut through the end of a caulking tube, caulking tube, went
1: right through the tube. So not a caulking tube. It's a caulking (laughs) tube. Okay. Cut my finger. Okay.
0: And it, uh, immediately sprayed my brand new painted ceiling that I had just got done. Like, like shot bloodshot straight up in the air. And I had to just like immediately put pressure on it, and again, you just, I'm just instantly pissed. Like, God, dang it! Yeah, I gotta go to the hospital. That's my reaction. Yeah, it's stupid. I couldn't, you know, there's no super glue right there, so I had to just. So you've ever done that? Super glue does it work? Uh, Oh yeah, oh it works great. Yeah, I gotta. That's pretty much what they do at the hospital now. Yeah, I think so. the The four year old boy cut his forehead straight open. They they glued it at the hospital, but anyways, um, (laughs) I went to. The uh, doctor, they stitched it up, and then I went to a finger specialist, like, I don't know, 10 days, two weeks later, or whatever, and uh, there's there's feeling gone from my finger, because I actually cut nerves, mm. and uh, the doctor is about my about my age, and uh, I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, I, it's numb on the outside of my finger, and he's like, yeah, well, you cut the nerves. Right. I'm like, okay, so what do we do? He goes, what do we do? Nothing. We don't you, do anything. You
1: have a numb finger for the rest of your life. That's what we do.
0: <laughs> and I go, "You got to be kidding me." He's like, "Well, okay, you want to know what we can do?" We put a <laughs> we insert a mesh screen. Yeah. And the nerves would grow through the mesh string and reattach, but you're going to have to have your hand <laughs> wrapped around like a it basically looks like a bicycle handle for like 8 weeks.
1: You know what? Doc? I like numb fingers. I and, got no problem with numb and, fingers. And he's
0: like, "Does that sound good to you?" And I'm like, "No." He goes, "You You'll get used to it, man. Yeah. And then I go, so that's it. And he goes, Well, no, if you were like 14, 12, shit, even twenty years old, those nerves are so flush with blood. Sure. They'd probably just grow together and find right. each but other. But you're I'm like, old. I'm like, really? And he's like, Yeah, but you're <laughs> you're way past that age. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll they never d- forget that. Yeah, they they're, don't they're they do not sugarcoat that. No, stuff, they really don't. They,
1: I mean, that's they said that when I was in the 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 ER. They're like you know, if you were younger, it'd be a month, but it's probably like 3 months. What are you saying?
0: <laughs> I'm saying get your old ass out of here. I got other I got other people to look at. All right, so that will get us into our next installment of team grades. We got 3 teams to do here today. Pretty excited about that. We got the Penn State Nittany Lions, The Rutgers, Scarlet Knights, and the Wisconsin Badgers. So we got two teams from the Big East, one team from the Big West. We've tried to switch it up as we go. Last week was one Big West, one Big East with Michigan State and uh, Purdue. So we're going to try to do that. So first up, Penn State preseason over under was 8.5. Regular season win total, ten. And two, your actual record with the bull win was 11 and two. You know, now we just know it as what was a really, really good Penn State year. Um, last week, we covered. Uh, sorry, I'm going back to the well again. We covered your Big Ten East champion. This was my yes, it Big was. Ten East champion. Um, what was
1: a, what was the record you predicted? I predicted eleven and one. Eleven and one. Okay, no yeah, I predicted I, nine and three.
0: By the way, really? Yes. Okay. So, um, my boy Perkins, I think his 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 positivity on the Penn State Nittany Lions got into I feel like, my brain. I feel
1: like he was the propaganda master. He was trying to get you to pr- predict Penn State,
0: but in this case, the propaganda played.
1: It did play. Did I it mean? Not? You know, 8.5 was the over-under. They went 10. That's kind of crushing your you over-under felt, at you that felt point. You felt they
0: were going over that 8.5 about a month into the season. Yeah. Right? So, oh, gosh, yeah. Going back to the uh, split in the season into thirds or, you know, four games at a time. I mean, this is a team that started out 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and oh, so... Yeah, feeling pretty good about the over eight and a half. They were at eight wins, eight wins into the season. That's right. pretty good. That's not too bad. Right there. Um, th- a lot of those games, too, you start out with Idaho. You win that game. What were they get? 79 to 7. 79 to 7 destroyed. Buffalo, that game was a little bit closer than maybe the score. Yeah, it was real close in the time. But then, you know. They did eke it out versus. They kind of uh, did versus um, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you know. But again, that is that's a rivalry game it right is. there. Pittsburgh, by the way, wound up being not just a plucky team, a pretty a pretty darn good team, you know. M- mutual state uh, site type of game, and then they played a quote unquote rival in Maryland, fifty nine to nothing. And and if it's possible that the score actually doesn't tell the story of how bad. It was worse than 59 to nothing. So the
1: not the literal score, but the figurative score was like
0: 99 to nothing. Right. That that was the, the figurative score. So, you it? know,
1: my my big takeaway from Penn State this year is I just wanted more from their offense. And, you know, if you look at their total offensive numbers, they ranked 57 in the country, which is nothing to brag about, especially at Penn State. But then I go back and I look at these scores. Here's what they rolled up, 79 45 Okay, 17, 59, 35. I don't think I was giving them enough credit maybe on offense.
0: So we're kind of blended in now. I mean, the biggest thing of this year, um, when I asked my insider, he kind of went the same route I did, which was looking at the offense. So it was one of those kind of Mendoza line slash Hoosier line type of things. When they played – a mediocre to definitely a bad defense. They just they just exploded hmm. with points. Just exploded with points. So we got a,
1: a Nittany line now.
0: We do kind of have a Nittany yeah. Because the Hoosier line's, line's dead. Line. A Nittany Lion line. A Lion line. There you You're go. A lion go. Nittany Lion line. I like down. it. I like it. Let's do that. So the Lion line this year was once they played uh, better defenses, their points per game and yardage output not only was cut in half, it was cut almost. More than half, like almost two-thirds. I mean,
1: look at Iowa. They scored 17 points. Michigan, 28. Pretty good. Michigan State, 28. Minnesota, they scored 26. Indiana, 34. Ohio State, 17. Yeah, okay.
0: Right? That that holds up. Yeah, it plays. And then, you know, Rutgers, they only scored 27. They they pretty much slept on They slept on it. They just rolled their helmets out there. So, um, but that, that was, to me, the biggest thing looking back on Penn state this year was they had players. I mean, you know, like really like you look at what I always think about. You have the different levels of, of talent. I, I always think I, I hate the Cowboys, but I think of the Cowboys, you know, they, they got their quarterback and Troy Aikman and they got Emmett Smith, the running back. And then they got Michael Irvin, sure. the the wide receiver. They got the three layers, you know, of they offense type. Penn state, Penn state, Had that. But I think it
1: was just the offensive line. I think that was the big thing holding them back. Don't you think? Their offensive line was
0: okay. I personally am now confused if I think it was the offensive line or just the general direction and play calling. Of Scheme. I Ricky like that Ronnie. too.
1: That could be that could be part of it. I mean, and he's they're no, married
0: together, obviously. He's no longer there, yeah, so, so that's a thing.
1: Coincidence? Maybe not. But yeah, I wanted to see a lot more from you know this bevy of highly touted wide receivers that they have, and running backs for that matter. It just like yeah, don't get me wrong. Journey Brown started coming on. Noah Kane has had his moments, but you just never saw this explosion of but again, offensive are productivity. Being,
0: are are we being too? too tough on them we might be a little bit
1: but team offense 57th in the country rushing offense 36 that's pretty good
0: 36 is pretty good One hundred ninety yards rushing a game but passing
1: offense 76
0: that's that's off that's off
1: with the amount of talent they have i mean you look at clifford i see a very talented quarterback
0: okay yeah to be positive clifford really good hamler amazing yeah friar Amazing, but there was a huge drop off after Frymuth. Yeah, huge well, you're drop-off. just talking pass catchers in terms of production. Yes, pass catchers. Yes, there's well, there's a huge drop off after the human joystick
1: and Frymuth. That's what I'm saying. After so, Frymuth,
0: right? Crazy.
1: Done. They're just like you look at these talented Daniel George. Uh, so, so, by the way, uh, I mean, Justin I mean, that, Shorter that
0: probably plays right into my 2018 team stud was the human joystick KJ Hamler.
1: Okay, so I was really I. I Believe me, I, I thought about no, K.J. Hamlin. I'm not going oh, K.J. Hamlin. No, 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 no. I
0: thought this was close the door. You no. want defense? I want defense. Okay. I want
1: Micah Parsons.
0: All right. I, I looked at Micah Parsons.
1: 109 total tackles, five sacks, four forced fumbles. I did think about Fryermuth because 507 yards, seven touchdowns, the best tight end of the Big Ten. I considered him. But I feel like Micah Parsons, being this a defensive team, was the heart and soul of this team.
0: Okay. So... At the beginning of the year, I, I, or I would say six games into the year, had you asked me the team stud, I would have erred towards the defense because at the time, the defense to me looked like out of this world. Yeah. Then the defense, I see, now again, I think we're being a little too tough, but struggled a little bit more than what you had anticipated they would. It's starting with the Minnesota game. And by the way, that had a lot to do with Minnesota for how efficient course, and, and good they it looked on up but I felt like there was a little bit more oil leaking on the Penn State defense towards the end of the year. Whereas But most of it was on the passing side. Yeah on you're talking passing defense. Passing
1: defense was not good. I mean their passing that could
0: have been that could have been a thing as well is just their their secondary.
1: Their their passing yards allowed was a hundredth in the country. Yeah that's not good. No. Meanwhile, meanwhile, their they're,
0: scoring defense is 8th. Their total defense is 34th. Wee-oo. Passing defense 100. That's 100. That's stuff to pull off. But the rush defense was 5. Yeesh. Man. I mean, and that is a that is a that's an outlier that you don't typically see. Like you no. might see it more on offense because you have an offense that's so dominated on running the ball, you know. Navy, Wisconsin, or an offense that's so dominated throwing the ball, you know, Washington State, whatever. Purdue, you, you Purdue, you don't typically see it on defense like that. Like typically, it melds together for everything's kind of good. Odd,
1: odd. Teams must have just said, "Well, we can't run. Let's just chuck,
0: chuck it." Well, and then there's so that actually is kind of a compliment to the rush defense, but because of the, you know, uh, a Like, I felt like when they needed to play, you know, I think of the Michigan game more than anything, but there was other points in the season where they needed to play to to have happen on offense. They just tossed it up to Hamler and the dude came down with it most of the time. Well, 58 catches, not a lot. 904 yards yeah. off those that's 58 a, that's catches. That's a lot in 58 Eight, catches. Yes, it is. Eight touchdowns. The guy was a, a joy to watch. Not, And I'm not besmirching. Sean Clifford, Journey Brown came on hard. Huge. I mean, that guy is a future stud. But their time is coming, so I'm going to give it to my boy, KJ Hamlin. And
1: I'm going with Micah. Okay. All right, so, biggest question, looking back.
0: Off. I mean, I think we kind of hit on it, right? Okay. the Consistently, on, but hit
1: on all but can that I, stuff. Can I go a little further though? Yeah, I think Sean Clifford is talented.
0: But Need more. He, he's Need more? no. Yeah, I,
1: I'm. I want a little more. He's no Trace McSorley.
0: I don't think. Well, okay, yeah. But but I mean, okay.
1: Who is? But but right. I just want more out of him. I I think he's a good, talented quarterback. But
0: do you think there would have been more out of them or him if he had? more wide receivers that would step up and catch the ball other than Pat Fryer, me, within KJ KJ Hamler, but I think they're there. I just don't think they're being utilized. Okay. So we got to go back to scheme there. Okay. So that would be a thing looking forward, which is what I have down here, coaching staff, continuity, and just developing, right? Very, I think Penn state fans, very excited to see a new online coach coming in. That is something to look at. A new offensive coordinator, Kurt, Kirk, Chiroca from Minnesota is a tough loss for Minnesota. Penn State fans should be very excited about him coming into Happy Valley to run that offense. He
1: knows how to get the football to wide
0: receivers. <laughs> yes he does. And blend it with a running attack. And now I'm getting real deep on you. Blend it with a running attack with not the greatest offensive line of all time. Yeah. Right. Right. Minnesota. They, they 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 aren't the poster child last That's a good year point. for great offensive line play. I'm he not did, saying it was bad. I'm saying the offensive line play could have been better for for Minnesota. I think you get a chance to take a step up in all of those.
1: Yeah, he was able to squeeze a lot of juice out of that offensive line. Right? I think so.
0: Pretty good yeah. hire.
1: But replacing quite a bit on defense here. Cam Brown leaves. Yutur Gross Matos leaves. John Reed leaves. But Parsons is still there. Shaka Owe away. Still there. On the defense, so. some
0: people think Oa is maybe the even with Micah Parsons the most physically gifted person on the defense. I'm excited. Just, I'm excited. Which blows your mind. Uh, what do you got for the biggest situation moment of the this year? This was tough. Yeah, I mean, oh, this they was easy they for me. really. Yeah,
1: this was easy for you. I'm gonna go first half versus Michigan because okay. at that point you're like, oh, oh my so you God. just went first half. I'm going. First... I just went Michigan in general.
0: Okay, I went yeah.
1: first half because you know they. They let that comeback happen in the second half, won it in a very close game. But I went first half of Michigan because at that point I'm like, you know what? If there's anyone that can challenge Ohio State, it's this team right here.
0: Now another thing too. So I've got Michigan as well. Remember when we broke down Michigan State and we we went through their schedule and we're like,
1: ooh, ooh,
0: it was like sure. body blow, body blow, hit, punch to the head, right? You know, listen, listen to this for for Penn State. On the road at Iowa. Turn right around, play Michigan. Next game, Michigan State. Always a physical game. Then you play Minnesota. Then you play Indiana, Ohio State. Oof. Right? Yeah. That is an incredible, tough schedule.
1: By the way, in any of these analyses we're doing, I don't even count Ohio State. It's not even a loss. They're an outlier. Yeah. Right. That's that's a good point. It's not even a loss.
0: So when you look back on that, Again, you know, go for fans if you're still listening now. This isn't meant to be a slight towards you, but you can understand why Penn or Penn State wound up losing that game. Of that's course, that's an incredible. It's a gauntlet. Iowa, Michigan uh, at Michigan State at Michigan State, and then following it up. By the way, Indiana, no slouch after that. And you've you've the whole time you've got that Ohio State game looming. Yeah. Makes sense, right? So the fact that they got through all of that schedule with, you know, your typical, if you slip up landmines to go 10 and two on the year. Incredible. I think so. Really good. And then, you know, the no win pretty much all lose situation in the bowl game versus Memphis. You know, like you lose the game. Oh, God. Penn State, you win the game, whatever. You know, in, in those two choices, you still want to win, win the game. And they put up 400 yards rushing in the game, and they pretty much you know, ran over Memphis. So, in the end, this Correction, was... Correction, 396 yards rushing. Gotcha. So, in the end, 11 wins is somehow, from Penn State fans' point of view, getting downplayed by other fan bases in the Big Ten East, other fan bases in the country. I think, to a certain degree, as a Penn State fan, you would want to say, screw you. Our over-under was set at eight and a half. And there were a, do you remember, ton of people preseason that were taking, they were hard line on the under for Penn State on the eight and a half.
1: And I went with nine wins. And I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't terribly confident about that at the time. So are we ready to unveil our
0: grades here? So I went with a B. Okay. So I'm probably grading a skosh harsh here. A little bit. You want to know why? Because you chose them to win the East. Part of that, but also because I don't think Penn State fans want this to be an A or A-minus season because to them, getting into the A range is winning the Big Ten, right? That's fine. Does that make sense? Sure. I get it. Okay. But I don't agree.
1: Okay. I'm going with an A, but a minus. So A-minus. A-minus because, again- I'm throwing out Ohio State because that was just such an Does amazing God. team. You you were never going to beat Ohio State, and your one loss is on the road against a great Minnesota team, a generational Minnesota team in a great atmosphere. When, um, oh no, game day was not there. Game day wasn't until the X, but right. uh, game day should have been, been there. But it was a hyped atmosphere. Is what, yep. what I'm trying to say. So and they were right there at the end of that game. I'm I'm going A minus. Okay, I was really impressed
0: in. in, in- if it's possible, I think we're both right here.
1: Kind of. Even though, you know, I still go back to, I kept saying, I just wish the offense was sexier. But then,
0: you know, you look down and they actually did pretty sexy offense.
1: Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So, again, I want to explain, not to not to belager the point too much, but I'm giving them a B because I think Penn State fans always think that the goal is a Big Ten championship, and then ultimately yeah. a college football playoff, Spot so for it to be an A or a minus to me, I feel I feel like you you have to get into those levels.
1: I can see that, but their scoring offense 15th in the country, very good. That's not too bad,
0: very good. I mean, a little skewed by Idaho, okay, right? That's but you know, Maryland, but still very good, still very good. All right, moving on, we were gonna discuss them at some point. The Rutgers. Scarlet Knights. I'm in my element right now. Yes, you are. The over-under, preseason over-under, 2.5. Lowest in the Big Ten. Yeah. They went under. Their final record,
1: 2 and 10. I was pretty bullish on a 3 and 9 record for them.
0: I really was. Yeah. I really liked three wins for them. Well, you were looking at the schedule. And you, it, yeah. you you sit there and you're like, okay, I know Rutgers is going to struggle, but I got two wins here. I mean, I got, I got UMass and I got Liberty. I so you just figure they're going to itch out a win. I
1: thought they were going to pull out a win somewhere along the line. They did not pull out a. They win They did
0: somewhere not pull out, of, <laughs> out a win. No, Which gets me bad. right to the best biggest game of the moment. It really is UMass to start the year out. By the way, do okay. you do you remember they were behind to start that game? UMass wound up being historically god-awful this year. That was a come-from-behind victory, but in the end, they wound up looking really good. I mean, they win that game 48-21. to Okay. Now,
1: if you recall, their other win, Liberty, they were behind pretty much the whole first half. They were trailing basically by seven points the whole first half. Liberty would score. They would score. Liberty would score. They would score. I went with the Liberty game.
0: Really? Well, at that point, it, what do you have to play for? Um, and they still won but the that's game. That's my whole point on picking UMass. At that point, at UMass, they were so it was the for, high water mark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Like looking at it from a Rutgers fan point of view, um, or any fans point of view, you get into the college football season. You're excited. You can finally get to see your your this version of the squad play. Every team's got a different expectation. Rutgers fans like. Like the, the, the most positive ones are like, I think we can make a bowl this year. So you get out. Well, right. But I'm saying, well, I made Rutgers, my case for Rutgers making a bowl. Remember you did. famously, you did. you did famously. So at that point, Rutgers beats you, Matt. are like, okay, is it right. inconceivable? <laughs> that They're like, all right, all right. We can, we can do this. We can, we can get to a bowl. Next game up, Iowa. Oof, 30 to nothing. But they only shutout. scored
1: 30 points on us.
0: And then Boston College that oh that I thing, thought they thing. had a shot there I did so think did they I. had a shot and Boston College by the way not good no this year. no they get beat thirty to sixteen and then Michigan fifty two to nothing. When did Chris Ash get fired? Was it after the Maryland game? I, I don't remember exactly.
1: I should have looked that up, too. But, I mean, that's got to be the low point. It was right, right Maryland, around Maryland. 48 to 7 you lose Indiana. to Maryland.
0: They get shut out versus – oh, God. I'm, I'm seriously, I'm kind of going through this for the. They got shut out versus Indiana, too. They got shut out three times this year. Four – one – they got shut out – oh, my God. They got shut out four times this year. Is that a record? They got shut out
1: four times. Well – I mean, what was the stat? They've been they've been shut out like ten or twelve times since they joined the Big Ten, and the rest of the Big Ten hasn't been shut out that many times.
0: All right, let's let's just go through their after the UMass game. All right, this is their points points per game each each game. Yeah, let's do it. Zero, sixteen, zero, seven, zero, seven. Beat Liberty, forty four points. They scored right. forty four points, then they lose. 10 points, 21 points, 0-6. Do you see what's where the outlier is here?
1: They scored 21 against Ohio State. Yeah, isn't <laughs> that
0: crazy? Isn't that crazy? Unbelievable. Just proof to, you know, motivation in college football. Yep. It means a lot of things. So, uh, Team Stud, this is about as obvious as can be. Yes. Right? Go.
1: Isaiah Pacheco, yeah. 729 yards, seven touchdowns. Although, I'm going honorable mention. Johnny Langen. yeah, Just cuz he was a, such Baller. a tough guy. Tough. Like, yeah, he there. just came to play every yeah. week.
0: Yeah, the biggest the biggest thing looking back. We Hold kinda, on, before we get there. All right. One more team
1: stud. Every single player that stayed and not did not leave. Raheem Blackshire, I'm talking to you. Artur Sitkowski, I, I'm talking to you.
0: I'm almost thinking about asking you to edit cuz we are missing a big team stud. Punter. Oh, of course, Adam Corsak.
1: <sighs> Boy, should he be the team stud? He sh-
0: can he share it with Pacheco? Okay,
1: we'll go dual team stud here. Is it,
0: let's make a let's make an exception for Rutgers.
1: Absolutely. Okay. I mean Corsak, and here I love Blake Hayes. You know how much I love Blake Hayes. I think he was the second best punter in the Big Ten. And I think Corsak was better. Okay.
0: Good. Oh, I. Would have felt horrible if we would have forgot him. There, like, so. I
1: feel like Corsak got robbed out of punter yeah, of the year in the
0: Big time. I agree. As
1: okay. much as... I, and I, I hate to say that because I love
0: Blake Hayes. It's my uh, guy. The biggest thing, looking back, was just the general, you know, malaise. And then when is Chris the, Ash th- going to get fired? The general
1: like, malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. Right?
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Anyways, it got to the point... We've the already kind of touched malaise. on this, but... Once we got to the shutout Iowa-Boston College, uh, <laughs> Kurt is Kurt is showing me a sheet of notes. He literally has general malaise written down, and I said it without... What's that's amazing? Wow. Um, we share a football brain. Nothing else. Our nothing brain else. is completely opposite. Of, um, but once we got to the Maryland-Indiana phase of the year... We knew Chris Ash was on his yes. way out the door. So the second the second Chris Ash was fired, Greg Schiano, Greg Cristiano. I mean it was like 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 they didn't even get the announcement out and people are already talking about it. In fact, they were talking about Greg Schiano before Chris Ash got fired. That's fair to say.
1: Yeah, there was a um vocal minority that actually did not want Greg Schiano. Did you know that?
0: I did not. Yeah. There's always a vocal I mean, minority. I mean
1: c- I can kind of get it in a way, but I think Greg Shiano
0: was a great hire and that's, we're already transitioning smoothly into the looking forward, right? I mean, yeah. we're, we're now it is Greg Shiano doing some version of, of miracle work. I mean, that's what we're looking for. Like, and
1: you know, to be honest, what he's done so far has already shown
0: promise in, insane. Like he's maybe not turning water into wine, but he's turning it into like vitamin water. He's getting there. That's what fair. Doing.
1: It, it's probably the vitamin water zero, the one with no calories at <laughs> this Shit, point. But it's
0: horrible, man. I can't. I that's so bad. I can't drink that stuff. Yeah, but
1: then there's the ten calorie one. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully, you know, graduates to that, and then the full I'm vitamin. all about water.
0: the triple X. That's the only one I can drink.
1: Oh, triple X. I don't even
0: know what that is. It's the it's purple. It. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, it no, actually no. looks like wine a little. Okay. What the hell are we well, I wonder about why you like it. <laughs> um. By the way, we <laughs> stats. 129th in total offense, Uh, 121 in passing offense, 129th in scoring offense, 100 and and by the way,
1: hold on, 123rd in scoring,
0: oh, offense, I'm sorry, go ahead, 123rd in scoring defense, so by the
1: way, I I, I predicted that there was going to be an offensive stat, they were better than defense, in defense, yeah, preseason, yeah, I was wrong, yeah. I, hey. I I owe you a bottle of bourbon. Oh, that's right. I do. Oh. Yeah. Ironic, I mean, you're
0: <laughs> drinking my bourbon tonight.
1: Touche. Okay. <laughs> um. By the way. Second episode in a row, by the way, I'm drinking your bourbon.
0: That's correct. Um. By the way, uh, if you're really bad on offense and you're really bad on defense, <laughs> don't turn the ball over. But they were 126. <laughs> and turnover margin, oh, too. Boy. Oh, man. I'm, we're that's laughing. That's bad. I feel, ba- I feel bad. I feel bad. The high water mark we already talked about. Not punting. They're 15th in the country. There you go. Adam because Korsak. it's the one thing that is completely independent of everybody else. It yeah. basically comes down to two people, the long snapper and the, and the punter. Well, yeah, you got well, they, you, you got to cover feel. it. But. Yeah, but, um, so, okay, that covers, I think, most of what we have. So then the team grade, listen, I gave them a D-minus. Um, I went with a solid D here. Yeah, okay. I, I did. I did kick around a D just because I don't know, towards the end of the year, they battled with Michigan state. They battled with Penn state. At least it showed that.
1: So it's another one that we said did not give up. Like, they did. We kept watching them. so and-
0: I, I respect your D. here's <laughs> 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 Middle school. Here's the thing though. <laughs> this is what it got me down to a D minus. Okay. And not an F, right? okay F's on the table. Of course, F, yeah, you can, you do, can do an F. Yeah. When your under is set at two and a half, and you go under, hmm. you get a D minus. That's my that's just the Jeffrey the Great personal mind. So here's there. here was my
1: thing. I was gonna go like a D plus or maybe even a C minus. That's hold on that's whack. Hold on. That's bananas. Can I explain myself? Because they had a lot of attrition. I mean, Art Setkowski decides oh, I'm gonna red shirt and transfer. Raheem Blackshirt decides the same thing. But part of coaching is is keeping your guys all on the same, you know, plane. And, and and so attrition counts. So because of that, and recruiting counts too. Because of that, I gotta go D. All
0: right. That's fine. I'm okay with D. All right. I I, I did kick D and D minus around. Right? I mean we yeah, yeah. It's fair. It's That's fair. fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. That gets us to the last team on this podcast, the Wisconsin Badgers. What was their preseason over under Set at? Yeah, I was said it. Eight, Man. remember you yeah. struggled in 2018 remember that the struggle yeah. was real str- it was real <laughs> and they actually went 10 and 2 yeah. goofily wind up 10 and 4 because that's what happens when you know when you play Ohio State yeah we'll play Ohio State and lose a Rose Bowl so again now we've already kind of touched on this a little bit um here's something I thought of do you re- do you remember this this is funny, right? But this was the thing. Okay. People thought their offensive line was going to be okay to not so good. Do you remember that? that well, was the thing. I don't know
1: if people thought it was going to be not so good, but they just thought it was going to be solid.
0: Okay. Uh, the What I was reading was, I mean, most people picked Wisconsin third or fourth in the Big Ten West. That was a thing that happened on many hey, publications. I'm, I'm
1: raising my hand right here. I think I picked them right in the middle. I, I picked them seven and five.
0: Really? I did. I picked them tied with Iowa at the top of the conference. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, and, hey, I'll, I'll give you credit because you said their
1: offensive line is going to be good because they're Wisconsin. Their their defense is going to be good because they're Wisconsin, and they're going to be just fine. They'll be competing for the West. And that is what happened. That's exactly
0: what happened. Um, So to start the year off, one of my first things that I think about uh, when I think about uh, Wisconsin at the beginning of the year was I put a nice amount of personal uh, expenditures on that South Florida game. They were only favored by like six points. And I remember thinking that was okay. And I'm like, they're going to just cave South Florida in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we had this conversation like
0: offline before. Or on the pod or whatever. I don't know. I think like text message before the
1: game. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I think yeah. there's reason to believe that South is going to hang around with them. I
0: couldn't be talked out of that. And they won 49 to nothing. That's how Wisconsin started the year. And you, do you think to a certain degree that set the tone right there? Right, right there. If it didn't, the next game did. Central Michigan, 61 to nothing. That's tough to pull off right there.
1: I mean, you're, you're, you're already 110 to nothing on the season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and then now this was where... You know, I don't know if like how to define it, but this was when um, Wisconsin went to the upper echelon, Michigan. They had them down 35 to nothing. And it was, was it at half? Yeah. I
1: I don't remember the score at half, but basically that game was over early in the second quarter.
0: Right. Early in the second quarter. And, and by the way, this wasn't the Michigan that wound up, at the time, again, right? We're going back and you know, getting to the Delorean flex capacity. So this going... is when
1: I basically bashed Michigan.
0: Yeah, yeah, you went you went off on Michigan. Um, so at that point, that's when Wisconsin went from the uh, well. We'll see if they can get to eight wins to three games into the season. People are like, well, wow, they're going to win actually the 10
1: West. competing possibly for a berth in the college football playoff. Seriously. That is tough
0: to pull off in the first three games. In of three the season.
1: games, but then, then you you have this. And by the way, their defense was playing
0: yeah like out of their shut lines out USF, shut out CMU, basically shut out Michigan. Basically,
1: I mean it was garbage points if right. they gave up to Michigan. And then they play this a goofy, bad. Goofy, you're starting goofy. to you're starting to think well, but Northwestern is not very good. Twenty four to fifteen, and it was it was just kind of a struggle the whole way. So then you're like, well, okay, they do have some. Some holes on on defense. But
0: then they turned back around 48 to nothing on Kent State, 38 to nothing on Michigan State. So, yeah, they kind of struggled with Northwestern. But at this point. So they have four games that are shutouts out of six at this point. We were talking about potential historic numbers. Correct. For Wisconsin's defense. Yes. Zach Bond and just flying everywhere, making plays. There is nothing. That we see right on the schedule just then and there that would cause. They're not going to lose to Illinois, are they? 31 wow. point underdogs.
1: 31 points. That's correct. 24 to 23. They take the L in Champagne. Shocking.
0: Still looking back. I mean, it was
1: still the most shocking game of the year, right? By all of college football.
0: By far. I mean, certainly the Big Ten. I think maybe all, all of, of college, college football. football. I mean, right? name one that's bigger. I cannot. Off the top of my head. Then they turn around. They get you know, in a monsoon. They go into Columbus. Doesn't we don't count. care. Ohio State, they Doesn't get beat count. the 30th. Now, with that being said, the the wind, the proverbial wind, had been taken out of the Badger sails at that point. Yeah, because like, I
1: mean, you got to figure, you've got a loss to Illinois, who even at this point, you're saying, well, they're probably not going to make even a bowl game. Like That's going to be an awful, awful loss. There's no
0: way we could possibly make the playoff here. Then, of course, they rebound and beat Iowa. Close game, 24-22, but get the win at home. Then they caught fire, right? Beat Nebraska 37-21, handled Purdue 45-24. Then they go into the bank, come up to Minnesota. That is not just the proverbial. That is the Big Ten West championship game right there. I was skittish about that game. I didn't feel confident one way or the other. Neither did I. But by the middle of the second quarter, I felt confident that Wisconsin was controlling that game. So I'm just going to roll that right into the the biggest game moment of the year. Getting the ax back, winning the Big Ten West. There really is no other choice. Not even
1: close. I mean, it's a revenge game. The ax finally gets wrestled from their their claws after 14 consecutive years or whatever it is. And they were pissed. They wanted it back. They didn't just get it back. They win 38 to 17 by three touchdowns, dominating the Gophers in Minneapolis.
0: Um, and then, gee, who do you got for Team Stud? Well, boy, it's so tough. No, it's not. Jonathan Taylor is the Team Stud here. So, 2,003 yards rushing, 21 touchdowns. Oh, by the way, he av- he added another five touchdowns, yep. receiving the ball, 252 yards. I do want to say this, though. uh, You know, I, I knew it was gonna be Jonathan. Taylor. I didn't need to look at the stat. Like I, I knew it was Jonathan. Taylor, but of dude, Quintez Cephas, nine hundred one yeah. yards, uh, uh, pass catching, seven touchdowns. That is incredible. Did you know he, he missed the off season? Insane. Like that, he that's didn't, the he most didn't, impressive part about that. Right. He just he joined in right before the season opener. I and, think it was like the week before. Right. He must have stayed in shape and well i'm
1: sure he was doing something but he wasn't with the team
0: just saying that it it, it he did we had to do that's to incredible Brown running I mean, that's totally incredible um, i think i heard some sort of stat where the uh next closest receiver both for receptions and yardage is half of what Qu- quintes if had he was their entire pass catching. I think that's offense.
1: right. I think Ferguson
0: was second with like 400 some yards. Right. I believe that's right. And then, and then half the catches that he had. So just a, a quick shout out to Quintas, Cifas uh, there, the biggest thing I have, and this is going to be the biggest thing that Wisconsin fans in general, maybe even a little bit, you know, just college football fans in general is just the big moments. Like that has been Wisconsin's, you know, proverbial thorn in the side it, sure. it's just Ohio state Rose bowl. They were very close in okay, the big but- 10 championship. They were sh- even closer in the Rose bowl. They just, they couldn't grab those big wins. Well, you know, they've only
1: lost four consecutive Rose bowls that they've been in.
0: What do you mean? Is that like
1: they've lost the last no, five no. Rose bowls they've been
0: in. So you're just saying trend. Is what you're saying? No, right? I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Like that—that's yeah. the
1: thing. They get to the big stage and they kind of blow it
0: usually. So, um, travel in Wisconsin a lot for work. Know a lot of Wisconsin. You know, buddies. Like they've gotten to this level of, well, we're Wisconsin. We're of course going to win ten games, but we're never going to win the Big Ten. Like there is a a little bit of spoiledness going on. But but with that being said, do you think you'd be what, one thing I'm trying to do with this podcast, Twitter in general, is like, be honest with yourself. If you put yourself in that position yeah. of that fan base, do you really think you would sound different? They I,
1: had 30 seasons of atrocious football prior nobody, to 1993.
0: No, no, nobody remembers that. That's, it. That's damn near ancient history. I mean, I'm not
1: that old. I remember
0: that. I, growing up,
1: I you, I yeah, knew okay. that Wisconsin I do, was a I joke. do,
0: but I barely remember that that's that's been but gone. But you're a for, little
1: bit younger than me. Yeah,
0: but that's 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 gone. That's been gone for a long time. Okay,
1: but oh I'm not that old. And I'm they 44. did win Rose Bowls
0: back, you know, when Barry just got it rolling, so it was a little bit different back then. But po- my point being, like they, they've, been uh, good, uh, how, they've been good. How
1: many how many of their their fans are over forty years old? Plenty. Yeah. They remember the bad times. They you do. better appreciate so these it's probably
0: times. actually more fans our age or younger probably that are like this well, is what they've grown up here with. let me give you no, but, he, but you hear what i'm saying like most fans if put in their position w- would feel this way you you get to the point you're like well of course we're going to beat central michigan of course we're going to beat this team and that team if
1: they live through the bad times i just can't imagine that the the times i've lived through was with 28 fan.
0: year old wisconsin fans have not lived through the i bad know time. but
1: there's a lot of Wisconsin fans that aren't it, It's an
0: interesting deal with Wisconsin and just where the program's at, where their f- fan base is Let at. me tell
1: you something. I saw an exchange from Illini fans on Twitter recently, just like a week ago, talking about Wisconsin basketball, football together. And someone mentioned, well, you know, they weren't always good in these sports. And they like went on to explain that prior to 93, they were the – like them and Northwestern were the laughing stock of the Big Ten, they were a joke. And this this younger Illini fan could not believe Camp that Adamant. there was a time when Wisconsin was not good at both basketball Camp and Adamant. football. Yeah. Could not believe it. Yeah, Ble- blew their mind.
0: Mad Town, you know, Madison wasn't Mad Town back no. then. Like it wasn't jump around. It wasn't. It nope. Just, yep. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, total offense thirty eighth. Uh, rushing offense shocker. Top 15, I know that uh, blows your mind, 233 yards a game. But, scoring you know, o- but
1: hold on, 15, wouldn't you think
0: they were better than that? No, because you you got to factor eight of the top 10 is just, you know, run completely dominant teams. I guess, but they were higher than 15 last year. Yeah, they've been higher in the past. Um, scoring offense, 23rd, right? I mean, tons of blowouts in there. Pretty good. You know, total defense, right? Oh. Fifth. They want to have fifth this year. This was supposed to be kind of a question mark year. Uh, Rushing defense, six. Incredible. Then we get to the issues, which has been the issues, which I think is folds right into the biggest question, the biggest thing looking forward, passing offense this year, 96.
1: They're always. Yeah, but doesn't that play into their, just their scheme? They're going to run the ball and just pass when they have to.
0: Do you really think Paul Christ, ex quarterback, wants to finish 96? No, he doesn't want to finish 96 in passing offense. But I think so, he'd be perfectly happy to finish
1: like 50 to 60.
0: Yes. Yes. No, they're, they're, yeah, no. The goal is to not be top 15 in, in sure. passing offense, but 96 is, you, you want to be better. It's a problem. That. You want to be better than that. So it's that folds into what is the biggest thing moving forward. Listen, I know Jonathan Taylor. Is gone. That's a gigantic. I mean, that's for me.
1: Life without Jonathan Taylor. That's the biggest thing.
0: That that's for you. It is. See, I, I think life life without Jonathan Taylor and Quintez Cephas. That's a one A and one B to me. Uh, So that, but their offensive line's (laughs) gonna (laughs) be fine. I'm gonna say it again. Their their running attack is they four star. Uh, yeah, running back recruit. They've got a couple other guys in the fold the The way their backfield is broke up is they've got a guy that's physical, like Jonathan Taylor and a guy that's fast, like Jonathan. They're not the same person, but they've got like a thunder running attack's Going to be fine. Will Graham Mertz unseat cone at quarterback that, and just will the passing attack take a step up that we're still there. We're still wondering about that.
1: Uh, The answer I think is probably no. And no, I think Conan's their quarterback. Will the, with the passing offense, take a step up. No, I don't think with, with CFS leaving that they will. Here's a question I have. When does Jimmy Leonard get a head
0: coaching opportunity? Yeah. You know, it's got, I got, I got into this. It wasn't a debate. It was just a, kind of a comment back and forth people really have a hard time believing that sometimes coordinators just want to coordinate being a head coach is kind of gross he so he doesn't
1: strike me as that type though
0: we don't know that yet he's pretty young he's and fairly young but i i, I gotta think he you, wants you, a shot okay, at but a, you see at a, at a what i'm getting of, at right like, yeah and it's even more so with defensive guys brett brett venables i would say that's fair Yes. Uh, Both Parkers at Iowa, one Parker to the next. Probably Um, true. uh, Oh, Christ. uh, Virginia Tech. uh, Uh, Bud Foster. Foster, there you go. Right? I mean, so is it really inconceivable to think that the Wisconsin boy, Is it
1: inconceivable? No, it's not.
0: That he would just wind up staying a very highly paid defensive coordinator to live in Madison, Wisconsin.
1: You know, it's not the worst life in the world. You don't have to worry about... Getting fired as the head coach. You're you're doing your job. You're doing a great job. You're making a crap load of money.
0: You're living in Madtown.
1: That's a pretty good life.
0: Not so bad. Not so bad. Right. Not so bad. Oh, one more stat to pull out. Uh, pull out. Any idea where Wisconsin finished for time of possession rank in in the entire country? Okay, I'm not looking, so I'm gonna
1: guess. I'll say fourth. First. First. Oh, number one. The damn, I was time of way possession.
0: off. Because. In order to have a really good time of possession, you probably need to run the ball well. You also need to have a good defense. I mean, I was just
1: thinking like Naval Academy. Army,
0: but even then, Air Force. Yeah.
1: Minnesota had a right. great time of possession. Yeah. So I wasn't
0: gonna go number one. One. So that gets us through pretty much the whole sheet, except for the grade. This is tough. This was a tough This one. is kinda tough. I think this I would even go so far as to say probably the toughest grade of all these teams. It might be because
1: I only Pick them to go seven and five, so I have to give them a good grade, right? Okay. Yeah. Now we're not we're not including the bowl
0: game though, right? I I include the bowl game. Oh, well then. By the way, that makes it a little easier, huh? Yeah. Okay. B plus. B B plus. B plus. Okay. I went B. Okay. It's a B. It's a it's because to me a B plus is like really close to. I'm gonna see. Well, no, it's I'm, close I'm, to an right, A. Yeah, it is. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I see so, out know, uh, you could you could talk me into a B plus because um, what I was gonna say is a B plus is like knocking on the door of of really good to greatness, which they I, they honestly were. did I yeah. mean the thing is is but if they would have obviously beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship that's then you scream into the a range but like winning the Rose Bowl but not winning the big Ten. Do you really think that's an A or a minus? Just winning the Rose Bowl.
1: Winning the Rose Bowl. If they had won the Rose Bowl,
0: yes, A minus for you because you're at a B plus now.
1: <sighs> I guess I'd have to go A minus, but but then B- you plus, still got a, you still got that huge eyesore of it, the Illinois loss on there. So that should bring it down. That's why I'm at
0: a B. Yeah,
1: I I get you. We're both right. we're right. We're yeah. right in there. Yeah. But
0: you can't give this team the B plus to aim A range because the biggest moments just just fell short. So yeah. that's, a B, that's a B to me. Fair. Fair.
1: But, man, they were so dominant at other times, and They too. should have
0: beat Oregon. I mean, I, we, we went yeah. through that in the bowl preview. Yeah. They were the better team. but that's
1: They were the better team that day. There's no doubt. And, and again, they lost to Ohio State twice. So those are two games <laughs> I'm throwing
0: out. I know.
1: So, really, it's – Illinois. It's, they Illinois- blew it against Oregon. Oregon, and I don't know what the hell happened when they traveled to Champagne. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a – it's a weird season. It is. Tough it to, was tough yeah. to get your hands around. Do you got anything else, man? Oh I could I got an empty glass. I could use some bourbon. We'll take care of that here in a little bit. That's I awesome. am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt. <laughs> this is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon.